Have you been feeling stuck, exhausted, and finding yourself living as a passenger in your own life? By giving away so much of your energy and power to everyone and everything around you. But you? Well, you are not alone. My name is Dr. Valérie Johnston Dugamar, osteopath, and I have been there too. After being burned out, exhausted, I decided to take control of my life and get back into my driver's seat. It wasn't easy though, but I did it. And you can do it too. In this podcast, I will share stories, invite guest speakers, and provide insight and tips on how to turn your life around and move back into your driver's seat. My guest today is Céline Bonner. She grew up in France and came to Australia on a working holiday visa in 2011 and never left. She is a qualified teacher and has taught English as a second language in various universities and schools around Sydney. She then pursued a career in administration and studied business administration at TEF. Céline now works for GO Foundation, which provides scholarships to indigenous students from primary school to university. In today's conversation, we cover how depression can empower. Thank you and welcome Celine to the Driver's Seat Club. Hi, Valerie. Uh, thank you so much for having me in your great podcast. Um, I think it's a wonderful idea and I'm really, uh, really grateful to be a part of it. So thank you. Uh, yes, um, I want to talk about depression because it's something that is really, really common and a lot of people experience sometimes without knowing. And and that's what happened to me really is that I. I felt low and sad a lot of the time without really knowing what was happening to me. And, you know, I tried to be strong and I told myself, you know, everything is all right. You can't complain about your life. You have a job, you have a house, you have food every day. So why? Why are you in that state? And so I kept going and I always, um, you know, buried my head in the sand really to, to just keep going and, 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 um, not notice my feelings, which was a mistake in my view. But I'm guessing a lot of people experience too. And how long have you been experiencing that feeling? Well, I would say a good six months before it hit me in the face and one day, I was on my way to work and I started crying. Okay. And that's when in my mind I was like, okay, something's wrong. Why am I crying right now? It's eight o'clock in the morning. There's no reason why. And that's when I thought to myself, okay, I think I have depression. Wow. And what did you do? So, well, I think my first reflex, um, not reflex, that's a French, <laughs> sorry. My first idea was to contact my GP. So I booked an appointment with her and some GPs, not all of them, but some of them can check your mental health. 
So it's it's basically a, a questionnaire. So you go in for an appointment and they ask you questions and then they can tell you the diagnosis. And mine was extremely high depression and anxiety. Okay. So it was was a bit worrying and my GP was worried. So I could see in her face that, you know, something was bad. And, and that's when she said to me, you know, you need to go through to therapy. And I said, yeah, I agree. I think it's time. But honestly, I had been thinking about it for a while and found excuses for myself. And again, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah, I think it's okay. If you think that something's wrong and you're not ready to accept and say, I need help, then it's not the right time. Okay, that's a really good point because sometimes people may, may think they're ready, but you need to feel ready. Yes, exactly. So I think deep down, as I was saying before, I felt low and depressed and for a good six months and maybe more. But again, I was ignoring it. So who knows really how long. But yes, I was finding excuses for myself that no, it's okay. I can I can deal with it on my own because I was not ready to accept the fact that I actually needed help from a professional. And and maybe I was embarrassed or ashamed, again, because I thought I had nothing to complain about. I had a job and, and a good life. So why why would I be depressed? Wow. And, and what happened next? So you went to see your GP and then uh, she diagnosed you with depression. So what was the next step for you to take after that? Well, my GP was excellent. And I'm really happy and grateful that I went to see her because she told me, okay, you need to see a therapist. And that's basically, I give you two weeks to look for one and to make an appointment. So in two weeks, I want to see you again. And you have to show me that you booked an appointment. So it gave me, you know, a deadline, which really helped. And I told her, you know, I'm French, I need to see a French therapist. And she said, yes, 100% agree with you uh, because speaking in your mother tongue, I think it's not about my confidence in my level of English. Um, It's just that when you speak about your past, your emotion, you have to be, you know, connected to someone who kind of comes from the same, I think the same country. Because If I had found an Australian therapist who speaks fluent French would not have been the same. It's more about the connection, like, like your clients, I guess, if you have French clients, they see, they, they come to see you and they like the fact that, you know, you come from the same country, have the same connections, the same humor, like lots of like, yeah, I I felt that need. And I think it, it really, really helps. Yes, I can really relate to what you're saying because, yes, the French client that I see, they do say that it's much easier, especially in the medical field when you have to express what is happening. It's easier if you can speak your native language. It's much easier. That's what they say. Yes, absolutely. And especially when you talk about school, you know, things like that, that are not similar to the way it is here in Australia. Yes. Because going through therapy, you will go through a lot of childhood memories. But again, the other thing is you have to find the right person, the right therapist for you. And if you don't find the right one, you have to keep looking. And some people 
can't find or haven't found the right one. And so they say therapy is not really working for me. And, I, and I'm really lucky that my French therapist and I really clicked and she's helping me a lot. So before those two weeks, so my GP gave me a two week deadline. And when I saw her again, I said, actually, I found one. I booked an appointment and I already had a session. Wow. And how did you find the French psychologist? Um, my husband found her. Um, I don't know. I think he just did a Google search. I was, you know, I was such a mess after being told that I have depression, even though I kind of knew, I think I was in that mess. And so my husband came up with this name and he said, look, I found her. Why don't you call her? Um, and so I was like, oh, okay. All right. I'll give it a try. And we had a phone chat and she was really good but not pushy at all you know she gave me space which I really appreciated and then I told her okay let's try and it really worked out and I've been seeing her for a year now. Wow and how long did it take you to start to feel better if I can say? Oh, I would say after the first session it, it, it worked really quickly and again It depends. I guess some people, for some people, it takes longer and that's okay. Um, for some people, it takes less time. And also, sometimes you expect things. You expect that it's going to take a lot of time yes. and it will be very quick. And Or you expect it will be very quick and after five sessions, you'll be better and it's not the case. So it's a good thing to just take it slow I didn't have any expectation on, you know, in five sessions, I want to be better. No, I didn't have that in my mind. I think I just went to try it and maybe that, that, that's what helped me. Okay. So, you know, at first I think I was a little bit embarrassed to admit that I was seeing a therapist and that I had mental health issues. But with time, I realized that actually it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing that happened to me and going through therapy really opened a lot of things in my mind and um, I learned a lot in the process about myself, okay. my relationship with others, my feelings. Of course, it's a work in progress, so I'm still working on it, mm -hmm. but you know, it's a self-discovery and it's an amazing journey that I would encourage people to go through. But again, if you're not ready It's not the, the right time. Don't rush through it. Okay. And when you say that you were ashamed, why were you ashamed to say that you're seeing a psychologist or to just being free to express yourself? First, I think there is this idea that if you go to therapy or you see a psychologist, you, you're crazy or you have health, like really, yeah, you're crazy. That's one thing that I've heard growing up. Yes. So maybe I didn't say to people that I was going through therapy because I didn't want to be judged. Yes, okay. And the other reason I think is, and again, it's like a lot of people, I'm very, um, you know, I'm very lucky to be living in Australia, in Sydney, such a beautiful country, an amazing city. I have a job that I love. I have great colleagues. I have a loving husband, you know? Yes. Why? Why do I have those problems? And, and that's why I probably, yes, the fear of being judged and 
people look at me like, oh, you know, you have nothing to complain about or your life is great. Why are you depressed? And then after going through the sessions, I thought, well, you know what? It's okay. And that's what I want to tell your audience today is that it's okay to feel depressed. Even if you have a good job and have a house and food every night and a salary every month, you go on holidays, you know, well, it's okay to not feel okay. Wow, thank you so much for saying that because I'm sure that a lot of people may feel the same way. They feel that I'm okay. So even though they feel like something is happening, but everything around them just show them differently. So yes, thank you for making sure that you say that. Um, and, and for you, for example, when uh, when you started to see the psychologist and it took a few sessions for you to, to feel, if, even if you say that after the first session you were getting better, but when were you really feeling like, okay, yes, I'm myself again? It took a few months, but also what people have to understand is when you go through this process, you will have ups and downs. So you may feel really great after two or three sessions or not, but let's say you feel really great and then you go down again and then and, you know, it, it's like, it's a journey and you never know. And even today, after one year, there are some days where I'm really, really low. Wow. Okay. And, and I call my therapist and I'm like, I need more sessions because I think when you go to therapy and you say, okay, I have depression. So I have been diagnosed with depression. I, and you start talking about things about your life, you kind of always discover little things Ah, oh, that's interesting. From your childhood or your relationship with your parents or your siblings or your husband or your wife, you know, you have always little things. So every week, I never know, or every two weeks when I see my therapist, I never know what I will talk about, you know, and then suddenly I'm talking about something that bothered me at work, for example, and then I realize it's something much deeper underneath and and something happened because also, we all experience little traumas in life that we don't really realize when it happens because it's really small. And suddenly, when you talk about it, you realize, wow, this little thing that I didn't really notice really affected me. Wow, that's very interesting. So with going seeing the therapist, you say that it really helped you in many ways. Could you give me a bit more in which way going to see the therapist helped you? Well, yeah, it made me realize something that I didn't realize when it happened to me is that moving from France to Australia um, almost 10 years ago was a big, big process, as you know. Yes, and I just went through it without thinking. But yeah, I think it was really hard for me to move so far away from my family, even though I wanted to do it at the time. And I'm really happy that I did it. I don't regret it or anything. But, you know, going through that, the stress of applying for a visa and finding a job and living in a different culture with a different language, this was a big thing. And I never really stopped to look at it as it was a huge thing in my life. I just kept going because, you know, you have to do paperwork for the visa. You have to apply for jobs. You have to find a house. You have to, you know, you had task after task after task. And then I realized, wow, you know, it was huge. And, and I did it and I'm really proud, 
But at the same time, it, it affected me because I moved to the other side of the world. I didn't know anyone here. So I had to create a new life. Yes, that's very big, very big. And I can relate to that too. Yes. Yeah. So I think that that made me realize that A, I've achieved so much um, at, at a young age so I can be proud of myself because it's also that you have to look back at the road that you took and 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 like, you know, tell yourself, well done, you've done that. So you could be, you can be proud of yourself. And, and I think the therapy on its own made me love myself better. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, it's, it's hard to say I love myself. And a, a year ago, I would not have been able to say it. But yeah, it helped me because I realized, wow, you know, in my life, I achieved this, I did that. And um, yeah, and now I'm like, well done, well done you. Oh, that's so fantastic. <laughs> so I think it's it, it's also when I said it's a, a journey and you learn about yourself and you discover yourself, that's also loving yourself more. Yes, I can really understand. And I'm sure so many people, so many people can feel the same way that you feel. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it's a great feeling. And, you know, as I said, it's still a work in progress, but it's great. I enjoy it and I think it's really helpful. So what I want to say, my message, I guess, is if you feel like you need it, don't be scared, don't be embarrassed, don't be ashamed. And you don't have to tell people about it. At first, I told only a few people and and then, you know, with time, I realized there's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm actually really grateful. So yeah, I talk about it now with you. Look, I'm here today. <laughs> yes, actually, you took into the world. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's my main message. Like, you know, at first, maybe do it for yourself. If you feel you need it, just do it. And you may not find the right therapist right away. Mm -hmm. um, but keep looking, you know, and yes, you don't have to tell people if you're scared of being judged because you may be judged by other, which sucks, but that's the reality. For me today, I, I don't have any problem with it. And I think nobody questions it because I just talk about it so naturally that nobody is questioning it. Yes. Ah, that's so amazing, you know, to, to just hear you talking so openly and freely about your, your experience with depression. So, Celine, I would like to ask you, what's next, though, for you having seen the therapist and then going through that journey? Well, yeah, it's it's funny because I told you uh, therapy is a journey and I went back in time a bit and, you know, tried to remember how I was as a child and so many memories came back to me, things that I had forgotten. So that's really amazing. And yeah, I, I want to start a new chapter in my life. So actually... Uh, this month, I'm starting a course to become a doula. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. To empower women. So um, really, I mean, and parents, but especially women, uh, pregnant ladies and help them through birth and through after birth. So that's a new thing I, I'm really excited about. Uh, I don't know exactly where it's going to take me and where I'll be in two years time. But, you know, this is a new chapter. It's really exciting. 
I think I was a bit lost before. I tried different jobs and, you know, now I'm ready to start something new and hopefully this is uh, my calling. Oh my goodness. And how long would it take you to do the, the training to become a doula? Uh, it's a year. Okay. So hopefully by next February, I'll, I'll graduate and then I'll be able to, um, to start working with um, young moms and, and pregnant ladies. But again, I don't want to put pressure on myself. You know, it's not because I went through therapy that I have to start something new. I had this idea for a long, long time that I wanted to work for myself, that I wanted to help people, but I didn't know what it looked like. And and maybe I was stopping myself because I was scared. You know, it's taking a risk creating your own business, working for yourself, as you know. Yes, absolutely. And it's really scary. And I think I wasn't ready. And maybe, you know, I think therapy helped me realize that I've done things in my life. I'm capable. Mm -hmm. And so now I trust myself a bit more. Yes. Not every day, not all the time, but... When I'm in doubt, I always look back and, okay, you know, you did this, you moved to Australia, you, you're living in a foreign country, you speak a different language every day. So I'm proud of myself. That means I can do something new. I can be challenged again. Wow, that's really amazing. And would you say that you, you're getting into the driver's seat or you are in the driver's seat of your own life right now? I think I'm I, I'm transitioning. I, I think I'm on my P. <laughs> so I I'm not a full driver yet, but I'm I'm you know getting there. And I don't always need someone in the passenger seat to help me, but sometimes I do. So you know, and, and again, it's not. I am not embarrassed of, you know, asking for help, mm, yes. you know, be it my friends or my, my sister or my, my, my husband, my therapist. Um, yeah. So I'm not fully confident, you know, but I'm getting there. Oh. And I think, yeah, it's okay to ask for help as well. Oh, that's so, so great. And it's so important to, for, for people to remember that it is okay to ask for help and any kind of help and the support, the right people that surround you, that's really, very important. Wow. Yes, absolutely. And, and again, no need to be ashamed of it. Okay, that's so great. Well, thank you so much for being into the Driver's Seat Club. I really appreciate your story and I'm sure that so many people are feeling are feeling the the positive vibe that you just been saying it's it's so 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 refreshing to hear that well thank you I, I really hope that this will help other people you know be it going and seek help or or telling their friends that they are going through mental health issues and asking for help and for patients because I think it's very common. So we should help each other out. Definitely. Thank you so much again, Celine, for being here. And uh, I send you all the best for the future and the next step in your life. Thank you. And best of luck with your podcast. It's amazing. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned and subscribe to the Driver's Seat Club. Until next time, have a powerful day. <laughs>